Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward, or now that I am back from Tanzania, um, that would be Jumbo Jumbo, Karabu Tena Katika, Kapindicha Fluently Forward. So this was our ninth trip down. It was absolutely fantastic, and obviously there were some, if you follow me on social media, there were some delays. It took about three and a half days to get back, and then immediately I went to a furry convention, as one does, and then immediately there was a podcast conference here in Denver for the week. So this week's episode is actually going to be an old Patreon episode. Thank you, thank you to my Patreons for being understanding here, because... um. We actually recorded two episodes this week at the conference, but we don't have the files for them yet. So this week, we're going to be talking all about the Midas touch of Timbaland. And this is one of my favorite Patreon episodes that we've done. It's kind of like a... Uh, I don't know. It's like you're on. It's like you're on a train at one of those amusement parks. And do you know what I'm talking about? Like in Disneyland, when you go through, they have it for Splash Mountain, and you're going through, and you learn a fact about Timbaland, and then you hear a little bit of a song, and then you hear the background of the song, and then you hear more snippets of the song. So it's kind of half talking, half music, but I think it makes for a really fun episode. It's one of the ones on our Patreon I'm most proud of. So I am excited to share that with you. I also wanted to, obviously, when I was down in Tanzania, I'm talking to everyone about pop culture because that's what I do everywhere. I just wanted to share kind of some Tanzanian pop culture thoughts that I thought were interesting. Um, I'm just always collecting little tidbits. Number one, our safari driver, he, and I'm not going to say his name for um, privacy reasons because he was telling us that years ago he was the safari driver for Will Smith and his family. He said that they went down there as some part of like a National Geographic situation. It was Will, it was Jada, it was Jaden, and oh my God, Willow. I, I almost wanted to say Willow. That's the name of my car, Willow. Anyway, so I was trying to get a little bit of tea on him from what the situation was with the Smith family. The best he could give me, he said that Will and Jada are, not to quote Dumois, but very much in love. He said that they were just a very happy family. The kids were super well behaved. He did, and I was reading in between the lines, it kind of seemed like Will Smith wouldn't shut the fuck up. He didn't say that. But he would say that, you know, like he kept making jokes that weren't that funny, but he said that you know, the guide would find them funny after a while, and he was asking a lot of questions. I, I was reading in between the lines, you know, being nosy as I am. We were speaking, too, with some of the girls over at Hakima. That was the school that we were down at. We opened up three new laboratories down there and Windows to Knowledge program and a dormitory for all of the Form 1A and 1B girls. So I was talking to a bunch of them. They like Haley Bieber. They do not like Selena Gomez, love Rihanna, love Beyonce, love Doja Cat, and shockingly enough, my crusade down there, everybody loves Chris Brown. And I was pulling up stats. I was saying I could read you the police report with Rihanna. I could read you all of these different allegations. What You say it was just Rihanna, but what about then he dated a girl who then had to get a restraining order against him, and those aren't easy to get. Anyway, none of it worked. Everybody loves Chris Brown. So if you ever wonder... You know, I'm just always fascinated by, like, which artists are doing very well. Does every celebrity get the come to Brazil comments in their Instagram section or only some? So that was kind of the vibe down there. Anyway, then I got back, immediately went, by the way, sorry for doing a little update. We've got timestamps if you want to skip to Timbaland. But I have to say, we then went to the furry convention, me and my friend here, Tyler Bender. She was on for the Almond Mom podcast and, um, or sorry, yeah, Almond Mom 
Pod, Almond Pod is the name of her podcast, but she came on to talk about the Hadiths and I went over on hers to talk about Ozempic. But we were walking around downtown Denver when I got back. We see a furry convention. We sign up for the next day. I didn't know much about the furry community. I feel like people online are just like furry equals fursuit sex. So I didn't know much about it, but we got the Sunday pass. We dressed up. I went as a little mix of um, Alice in Wonderland and the bunny. It's all over on TikTok if you want to check it out. And I had the most kick-ass time at the furry convention. If you, and I want to preface this too, I feel like the furry community is very misunderstood. So if you're a dick bag, which first of all, you're not because you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. But if you are, don't go to the convention. But if you're open-minded and you're kind of like me and you've got these nerdy interests and you think that this stuff is cool, go check it out. I had the time of my life. I got some of the merch there. I was like obsessed. Anyway, it's kind of like a mix in between Pokemon and Neopets with these cryptid animal hybrids. It was I bought the cutest pins. I'm going to, um, uh, hold on. Let me find the name of it so I can shout it out. Okay. Sushi Tomodachi, T-O-M-O-D-A-C-H-I. I got the cutest sushi pins of like sushi turned into animals. Like it, I got this unicorn that was also a rainbow roll. I just loved everything about it. There was so much artwork and merch and crafts. And yes, like some of the stuff is sexual, like we had to show our license and then we went behind a curtain and there was the dildo section. But even the dildos, they were like these kind of monster dildos, were art. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. And if you listen to the episode I did with Cam, from what I will say, all about different animal cryptids and which ones we would fuck. Oh, God, maybe maybe I've been a furry all along. But anyway, a lot of the people there that we were talking to make these presumed dildos of these animal cryptids. So we saw the alleged Mothman penis. We saw the Jersey Devil penis. I, I get like, I was a kid in a freaking candy store at the convention, okay? Then we go around, we're playing VR games, we're um, popping different like balloons in this one room. I had a blast. It inspired me to want to like restart my Neopets account. All I'm going to say is don't believe everything that you read online about these different niche communities. Everyone there could not have been friendlier. They were so freaking chill. We made some TikToks together. And if you're like me, where you like nerdy video games, you grew up with like Neopets and Pokemon, you like VR, you like creativity, and maybe you're like, I don't know, 15% a pervert, which I would consider myself, check out one of these furry conventions. I had a blast and a half. Okay, now let's get on to the, the main show here. But yes, if you are ever interested in episodes like these, this is from our Patreon bank we do episodes every Friday and we also just do like random, I'll drop in a live stream if something happens. Maybe I want to share thoughts on Taylor Swift album or what's going on with, uh, you know, Lizzo. We'll drop random episodes in there. So you definitely get way more than an hour of content every week. We cover some of the kind of more controversial topics that I've always been interested in. Like one of an, another kind of favorite episode that we did over on there was talking about the trope of the ugly sister versus the hot sister in the celebrity world. And I know that sounds bad, but aren't you kind of curious about how Khloe Kardashian, Kylie Jenner, and Bella Hadid were all called the ugly sister by tabloids and they were presented that way in the media. And all three of those girls 
end up, A, getting a bunch of plastic surgery done, B, getting into these relationships where they're kind of perpetually cheated on. There was just a lot of different similarities. So we kind of put on our sociological hat for that one. We do conspiracies over there. One of my other favorite episodes on there was talking all about the dead internet theory, which is basically this theory that the internet died around 2016 to 2018. And I'm not going to lie, it has felt very different. We have an entire episode where we speculate on celebrities in the bedroom. Like, what can I say? Like, I can't help myself. And if you're interested in musical episodes like this, another fun one we did was all about the background of the sexiest songs that have ever existed. So I'm talking Me and You by Cassie. Who inspired that song? Buttons by the Pussycat Dolls. How did that song come to be? What's Your Fantasy by Ludacris. How many places did he actually doink in that he shouts out in the song? So it's just a fun uh, little place to chill, get ad-free episodes and extra bonus content every week. So patreon.com slash fluentlyforward if you want to check it out and join us over there. You also get Discord access. Okay, I'm rambling. Let's just get into the episode. And even if you don't join, I am just happy that you are here with us this week. Without further ado, Timbaland. Hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody, to a Patreon episode of Fluently Forward. And I have to say, I'm particularly excited for this one. And I I know that it sounds like I say that for everyone, but I'll be honest, because I can be honest here on the Patreon. There have been some episodes that I have put out, especially now that we're doing freaking three a week. Don't know how long I'm going to be able to keep this up for. But there have been some where I put them out and I go, Not even that. I wouldn't even recommend anyone listen to this one, but it had to go out. And then there's some that I'm like, this is going to be good. You know, everyone's like their own harshest critic. Um, But this one I'm especially excited for. It's kind of inspired by the Patreon episode we did on SZA because I want this to be a musical interwoven episode all about the magic of Timbaland and the music that he produced, the deep relationships he had with other artists, why he was so different than the rest, why that music that he produced in the early 2000s, it still feels in my mind nothing comes close to it like there was a certain type of magic about early 2000s pop music and I really think that people like him Missy Elliott others were at the forefront of this and I honestly haven't heard of the magic since so because this is on Patreon and there's not going to be like a fear of copyright or monetization you know credits with YouTube we are going to kind of interweave all of the incredible music that Timbaland has worked on over the years throughout this so that way it's kind of like a real audio journey of this man's legacy can you say that if someone's still alive I hope you can so this main episode basically I wanted to do it because I wanted to see what was going on between Justin Timberlake and Timbaland and I uh It turned onto something bigger than that. I will give you the tea up front. One of the blind items kind of talks about gay rumors between them and saying that Jessica Biel didn't want Justin Timberlake to work with Timbaland. But we also have his relationship with Jojo, with Nelly Furtado, with Aaliyah, so many different people here. So sit back and relax and let's kick off this first song that he did with Jojo because I feel like it's a great song that I would play If I was doing like a video of my life, I would love for this song to introduce it. It's just got that great type of energy around it. So strap on in and here we go. Mm -hmm. 
All right, so let's first start off with a little bit about the myth, the man, the Timberland. And I feel like I'm, I just feel so white when I say it. I like keep trying to say Timberland and it's not, it's like Timberland. Timberland, Timberland, okay, whatever, you know what I'm saying. His real name is Timothy Zachary Mosley. And I was just thinking of Mr. Mosby from The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. He was born March 10th, 1972 in North Fork, Virginia to his mother Latrice who ran a homeless shelter and his father Garland who was an Amtrak employee. So he went to high school and he really quickly, he said before in different interviews too that he wasn't that good at school. He wasn't nuts about it, but he loved making music and the production of it and he was just absolutely obsessed with it so he became a dj pretty quickly and his name as a dj was dj tim or dj timmy tim and we'll get into this later on when we talk about the different collaborations he's done with other folks but there is a song he has called timothy so when he was just a teenager he joined this production ensemble called sbi it stood for surrounded by idiots and that also featured the neptune's producer Pharrell Williams. And Pharrell Williams is his cousin. Okay, so there must be some sort of musical magic running through their blood. I know that they share a grandmother. And I just have to say, I don't think she would be alive anymore. But could we put her on GarageBand immediately? Like, I'm sure that that grandma could spin up some fantastic beats. She would probably be a freaking musical genius. So this is a interesting... It's a fun fact that's not so fun. It's a unique fact. So in 1986, when he was 14 years old, he was accidentally shot by a co-worker at the local Red Lobster restaurant, and he was partially paralyzed for nine months. And it was at that time that he learned and taught himself how to DJ just using his left hand. They didn't say this too, but I bet he was jerking off with just his left hand too. You know, it's just 14 years old. That type of stuff is happening. Now, someone that he has collaborated with a lot is Missy Elliott. So Missy Elliott first started hearing his material and then began working with him. We're going to talk about the two of them later on, but they were very much, it was giving kind of brother and sister energy when I was hearing about them. There's a lot of respect between them and they were both kind of pioneers in this industry. So Timbaland, he's a producer and what he was most known for you know what, I'll insert the song here uh, and we'll listen to it later, but he made beats so good that he would sell them for sometimes $500,000. Check out what he says here. When Timbo is in the party, everybody put up their hands. I get a half a milk on my beats, you get a couple and Never gonna see the day that I ain't got the upper hand. I'm respected from California, I ain't way down to Japan. I'm a So I think most people know of him. I don't think people know of Timbaland from just like him singing on his own. It's not like he's hailed as a vocalist. But basically, even though he would collaborate with different people, kind of think of it as the way we're like Calvin Harris albums, right? He's creating the music and then you just have all of these people featuring on it. But he did end up doing albums of his own just with a lot of features. And I think it's interesting how, you know who else does this? Santana. Oh, God, I should do a Santana episode. I like, I love, I think every artist in the world should feature on both a Santana song and a Timbaland song. So his very first album that he did on his own, 
you know, the huge one was called shock value. And then he ended up doing shock value too, which I wonder why he didn't like come up with a different name for it. And if you listen to both of these albums, the main thing that will stand out to you or the main thing that stands out to me is that this man carried the step up movies like so many of the songs that I listen to I'm like oh my god wait that song was featured in the scene where they're dancing in the rain and like that song was actually featured in this dance battle and it's just because his music it makes you want to move potato ass self if I listen to a really good song of his I'm like I just kind of have to like dance in front of the mirror so that was the first album that he did uh in 2008 and here are just some of the people that he's collaborated with and we're going to talk a little bit about all of these folks he has worked with Madonna Jordan Sparks Beyonce Rihanna the Jonas Brothers Miley Cyrus T.I. Flo Rida um Jay-Z T-Pain just a wide variety of people and he makes it work with all of them I will say the one song that I'm not like super nuts about we'll give it a listen here is the one he did with Miley Cyrus I feel like Miley Cyrus now with her rocker edge they could put together a good song but this was kind of back in the Hannah Montana days early Disney and I just do not think that the song worked that well it's like the only song of his I would say that about let me know what you think we're gonna listen to it now Other unusual people that he has recorded with, he did a song, I mentioned it before, it was called Timothy by Jet. And you probably know Jet, uh, you know, I could see you home with me with the Are You Gonna Be My Girl. I think that they're an Australian rock band. I loved that first album they did. They also do Cold Hot Bitch, Get You Kiss on the Lips, and I Was On My Knees. You know, you probably know which one I'm talking about. This song, Timothy, I believe it was about the lead singer's younger brother who died. I want to say that he might have even committed suicide, but it's a song all about a young, you're singing to a young boy named Timothy. And they're saying, you know, we found your spaceship. It's a long way from home. And it's this really beautiful, sad song. Um, I'll just play the beginning of it for you here. Timothy. I 
Timbaland comes in with the beat and they turn this kind of sad ballad into a sad bop. It just sounds incredible. Check it out. Hey, put your lighters up. Put your lighters up, yow, yow, yow. This is a Timothy song, tell them about me. Yeah, they call me Tim, VA phenomenon. I kill them all winter until the summer. And we are going to come back to this song as well because um, there Jojo, the singer Jojo, features a little bit with vocals at the end. And I'm really fascinated by the Jojo and Timbaland relationship. So just keep that in mind. But this is a really cool example of how, you know, Timbaland isn't just working with um, T.I., Rihanna, people kind of in that R&B space. He can work with anyone and put together a fantastic song. One of these examples is obviously Katy Perry. So I think we all know the song, If We Ever Meet Again. But this is him working with a pop princess and it absolutely working. Wow, I gotta say, listening to Timbaland really makes me want to bump and grind. But how do I bump when I don't have energy? And how do I grind when I'm malnutritioned or malnourished? Oh my God, it's Saqqara. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about Saqqara before. They have flexible signature nutrition programs. Basically, they are better than a meal kit. They provide you with delicious, ready-to-eat meals. These get delivered to your house, and they are extremely good quality. They pack tons of ingredients, and I've tried a lot of different meal situations out there. Sakara is the Ritz-Carlton, basically, of food items that you could be getting here. So if you want to go over to sakara.com slash fluently, that is S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash fluently, you get 20% off of your first order. You can customize your subscription. Do you want breakfast, lunch, dinner? 
Do you want lunch dinner? How many times a week do you want it? And make it very customized to yourself. And if you want bars, teas, all of that, you can check it out on sakara.com slash fluently. So that way you have the energy to bump and grind and dance and party with Timbaland. Sakara.com slash fluently. Now, look, I would be remiss not to mention this because if you have stuck around here for long enough, you know that I funk with Nickelback. They are my ringtone. I don't listen to them. Ironically, I really like their music. I really do. And Chad Kroger, one of my favorite songs of all time is when he collabed with Santana and they did the song, Why Don't You and I? And guess what? Chad frickin' Kroger also worked with Timbaland. Like, who in the hell would have thought of that? He also married Avril Lavigne. Chad Kroger, you lucky dog. Something is working for him. Now, I didn't think that Chad was that great on this track, but this is what it's like. Now, somebody that Timbaland did work with a lot more is Aaliyah. And I thought that it was Aaliyah, but when she pronounces it, she says that it's similar to Prince Ali, marvelous he, Ali. So it's like Aaliyah. So basically, they first crossed paths in the mid-1990s. And I believe that this was right after she was kind of illegally married to R. Kelly, which is a whole freaking other episode in itself. But... If you don't know the TLDR of it, uh, and I'm really only a 101 of knowledge at this, but basically she illegally married R. Kelly. I feel weird saying it that way. I should say that R. Kelly illegally married her, but they forged a marriage certificate that said that she was 18. They were married. A year later, her parents annulled it. Um, I'm pretty sure it's come out, right, that he made her sign a non-disclosure agreement, but information about their relationship and I guess marriage and obviously how abusive and non-consensual it was has come out in the surviving R. Kelly documentary. So after that happened, which God, what a traumatic thing to happen to a 15 year old. Um, he crossed paths with her, him and Missy Elliott started working with her in the mid 1990s. She was 16. Timbaland was 23. And I believe R. Kelly would have been like 30, 31 at the time. So according to him, Timbaland, not R. Kelly, he instantly fell in love with her when he first saw her. Quote, when I first met Aaliyah, it's time for the world to hear this. I'm going to give up a little secret. I was in love with her. I said, she's just a baby. I'm old. I'm not going to be her brother. Oh, man, I was fighting. I was fighting a lot, a big war, but I loved Aaliyah. So, yeah, so he basically admitted that he had crush on an underage Aaliyah. Um, and then he also said that when he first noticed his future wife... Monique Idlet at a music event in Jamaica, it was because she resembled Aaliyah. He said, when I first met my wife, I knew I was going to marry her because she looked like Aaliyah. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, keep that in mind because her, Missy Elliott, and Timbaland are definitely all on some blind items together. But here's a little bit of a song that they did together called We Need a Resolution. Just the beginning of this, like you can tell that this is well produced. So check it out. Arguing, girl. I'm tired. 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 I'
so incredibly skilled and talented at music. I find this concept really fascinating. So I was really excited when I came upon it in my research. I'm pretty sure he experiences synesthesia and he hasn't come out and said it himself exactly, but he has said this, that he sees the color blue when he makes music, specifically a sky blue. And he said that when he envisions in his head his own production and then he heard Justin Timberlake singing for the first time, that color sky blue got really light and even brighter. So he said, quote, when he goes on to sing that first note, blue just gets bright. It's like sunshine. I introduced him to a sound and he introduced me to a sound, his tone on top of my music, which allowed my product to shine. It made it like a complete marriage. The music is dope, but both of us together, when you say you need each other, that was it. And you heard it. So yeah, some of these people, I remember I dated a guy briefly in college and he experienced synesthesia and he was a musician and it was incredible. Like based on how people spoke, he could tell you the color of your voice, the color of different notes. Why do I feel like Charlie Puth kind of experiences something like this? But really creative people, you hear of it. And if you've ever read the YA book, A Mango-Shaped Space, I remember when I was a kid, my mom and I did a book club for that. And uh, it's, it's just this really fascinating phenomenon. I don't know about you, but I experience, this is going to be so weird mom and dad skip ahead but when I have sex I experience synesthesia which is uh really bizarre not when I listen to music but when I have sex and I once like years ago posted that anonymously on reddit and a few other people were like I was too scared to say this but I do too so (laughs) that should just honestly be my um trope online like you're too scared to say this I'll say it what the hell do we care So now we're going to get into Justin Timberlake working with Timbaland and his first ever album that came out, which by the way, awesome name, it was called Justified. And I have to say, number one song, Senorita, the first song on that album. I will always love the song Senorita. Um, Anyway, that was his first album that came out and apparently Cry Me a River was kind of, I think most people would say that was like the number one song on that. So that was produced by Timbaland. And we're going to listen to it right now. You were my son Took a chance, made of a plan. But I bet you didn't think that they would come crashing down. No,
And that song was such a smash success. And I think there were a few others on that album that he also produced that they ended up doing his next album, Future Sex Love Sounds, 100% produced and with Timbaland basically featuring on it. Like, I think of that album as 60, 70% Justin and 40, 30% Timbaland. So basically, once they found out that was a smash, this is what Timbaland says. He says, that song, Cry Me a River, was the one that solidified, oh, we got to do more. We got to go back and finish the other album. It was the end of the project, and it was like, now we got to take it there. Back then, it was about going to the studio and creating the chemistry. The chemistry was made as soon as we worked from song one. I knew I had chemistry with him. Back then, it was talent. But to find those super special ones that come into a room, that's the only way you got in the room because you had to be special. Sometimes, everybody's chemistry don't mix because each person is special. They're special in their own right, but coming together is a different thing. And I I do love the fact that when Timbaland found somebody that worked well with him, Justin Timberlake, Nelly Furtado, Nicole Scherzinger, Missy Elliott. He keeps working with them again and again. I kind of think of it like, you know, like when I have the same people back on my podcast again and again, you just know when you have good chemistry with someone. And that song, Cry Me a River, was really really impactful in pop kind of. So Justin Bieber, he got his start covering that song. Tyler, the creator, has tweeted about how much that album meant to him. It's It was really impactful for a lot of people in the music scene. Um, and what did he say? Because uh, they asked him Belinda about that. And he said, it's an honor. It's a blessing. For me, it lets me know that what I wanted the world to hear, they heard, which was my sound, uniqueness. It was me talking without talking. I don't really do a lot of interviews. I don't speak, but I talk through my music. And in terms of what Justin Timberlake thought about it, apparently he got a lot of pushback, not on the first album, but on the second album when it came to the song Sexy Back, which obviously was produced by Timbaland. So some people said about that song, it was too fast. It doesn't sound like you. It doesn't have your signature falsetto, but he loved it. And he said that this was his inspiration for it. I was initially listening to Rebel Rebel, which is essentially about a cross-dresser. And so I was picturing guys, girls, all iterations of that in a club singing to each other. And I said, this has to be so simple and a vibe and just like an attitude. And I was like, what's the most audacious thing you could possibly say? And that was the first line of the song. I'm bringing sexy back. getting the Grammy Award for Best Dance Recording in 2007. And Justin Timberlake said, I'll never forget this moment. So Timbaland's like, all right, man, I think we got to bring dance music back. So he's beatboxing and he's like, what are you going to say? And I said, singing, I'm bringing sexy back. And he said, yeah. (laughs) 
But Timbaland doesn't do anything offbeat. You should know that. So then we started trading lines back and forth. And it just honestly was like a pop dance cipher, you know, where we were like, everything was off the top of the head. We were just going. And when we finished it, we knew it was different. We would invite people to the studio. And every time that record came on, the reaction you got from any female was like, this is it. I find it so funny that he calls them females, but I really find it interesting in all these different interviews that Timbaland just starts beatboxing and that's how any song starts with him. And you can kind of, you can tell that in Sexy Back, you know? I think you can especially tell that in this part of Love Stoned. love to is an album that you can listen to all the way through you know a no skip album but also an album that sounds good in chronological order and the future sex love sounds album is 100% that especially when let me see okay the medley let me talk to you slash my love the way that it sounds so chaotic and then it goes into this beautiful trance it's this moment right here, and I love it. Welcome to my great face coaster. I'm glad you came. Let's make a toaster. Let me make an indecent proposal. Let me take it to the back and do what we suppose. Let's take a trip to Dubai. You can be the best gator. I'm your private eye. And honestly, I just think that they're perfect together. Apparently, too, Justin Timberlake told to his mother after listening to um, the studio album Super Duper Fly, which it was Missy Elliott's album, but Timbaland produced it all on his own. And after he listened to the album, he said to his mom, I will work with that man one day. I will work with him one day if it's the last thing that I do. And he was 14 when he said that. I love those like little manifestation things. Now, somebody else that I think has had a relationship with him is Jojo. We all know the story of Jojo and how her album was so good, but then she got screwed over by her record label, but now she's kind of coming back into the scene. And she's done two songs with Timbaland together. The first one is at the beginning, Lose Control.
But she also did background vocals in the song Timothy. This is a little bit of it here. just really this is more of like a gut feeling like they don't really have any interviews together that I searched for this man does not do that many interviews so it was hard to dig up stuff about him but I really could see him being all about the music relating to her being like that was so unfair what happened to you but your voice is so good like I have to have it on my album so I really like that they work together this episode is brought to you by Blissey I have been sleeping on my Blissey pillowcase for I think maybe about two months now. And let me tell you, um, I didn't know that a pillowcase could feel so good. I've heard about different like silk pillowcases to be sleeping on. I personally wasn't sure if they made a difference. My hair, my blowouts can now last up to eight days. Don't tell me that it's gross because I'm not washing my hair. I'm just thankful that I'm able to not have to wash it for eight days. I do think that the pillowcase has helped. It also feels great on my skin. You know, sometimes when you do a whole nighttime skincare routine and then you put it on that dirty pillowcase and then you just think, why did I do all of that? It doesn't feel that way with the Blissey pillowcase. They've also got a bunch of other fantastic items. They've got silk scrunchies. They've got anything that is going to help your hair. Oddly enough, their hairbrush, you wouldn't think that it would be my highly recommended item, but they've got a fantastic hairbrush too. So if you want to get a discount, go to blissy.com, B-L-I-S-S-Y.com slash fluently, and you can use code fluently to get an additional 30% off all Blissey products. Now, another person that you think of when you think of Timbaland is Nelly Furtado. He has produced so many things with her. Obviously, you know Promiscuous. I'm throwing you off. Nope. Didn't think so. How you doing, young lady? The feeling that you're giving really drives me crazy. You don't have a play about the choke. I was at a loaf of words first time that we spoke. You're looking for a girl that'll treat you right. You're looking for in the daytime with the light. You might be the type if I play my cards right. I'll find out by the end of the night. You expect me to just let you hit it, but will you still respect me if you get it? All I can do is try. Give me one chance. What's the problem? I don't seem to ring on your hand. I'll be the first to admit it. I'm curious about you. You seem so innocent. You want to get in my world, get lost in it. Boy, I'm tired of running. Let's walk for a minute.
say it right. Give it to me. Like, I swear to God, they worked together so much. And she has done a fascinating interview where she talked about him basically saying that it was a guy from her label that said, I think you and Timbaland should get together again. And he, this guy from her label was obsessed with the Get Your Freak On remix with Missy Elliott. And Nelly Furtado said that, you know, nobody had really heard in Timbaland's demographic I'm like a bird because it was on pop radio. So it just wasn't infiltrating, sorry, genre, industry, whatever. It wasn't like, it was for the pop folks. It wasn't for like R&B or anything like that. So (laughs) Nelly said this was before Instagram. People who only listened to urban radio were like, Nelly Furtado is a really cool Jamaican boy. I want to hear more from him. So she said that she hadn't seen Timbaland in five years. They walked into the hit factory together in Miami and they had the same chemistry immediately again. And the first beat that they played and what they started working on was Maneater. says that when they put together Man Eater, they were playing the music so loud that the large speaker on top of the console started to smoke and a flame came out of the speaker. It was on fire. She said it was a really cool omen, you know, but we were actually scared. Like, are we conjuring the devil or something? What's going on? We didn't pull that song up for a couple of weeks. And then she says about her album, I think we recorded the entire album in like maximum six weeks with touch-ups mixing over Christmas. It was a super inspired time and it was cool for him too because he was able to get into the studio with Justin Timberlake to record Future Sex Love Sounds in Virginia. So there must have been magic in the air that year to put out all of these great songs in one year. And you know what else she says in this interview too? That down in Miami, Lil Wayne came out to drop a remix verse on Maneater. She says, we never put that out. I think it's available now. Everybody knows this, but Lil Wayne doesn't write anything down. He just kind of comes and channels it. At one point, his guys had a whole skate ramp in the parking lot at the hit factory. They had really moved in. So I'm going to try and search for it. And if I can find it, this is the Lil Wayne. This is the Lil Wayne verse on Maneater. Yeah. 
My name is Rain, I came to get paid And a lot of other miscellaneous things Stand up guy, but came to get laid Where's my bed? What I say is what I mean And you can't take that to the head I just come to do my thing Gotta keep that man, eater fit Dreads swinging while I'm banging When I'm finished, still hanging yeah. I don't know what you was thinking But I'm young and I've been drinking now I'm on up in this banking loop Dripping with Mercedes Coupe Got a name looking like a shiny suit Now imagine that with me and you I be did it, you be lazy Eat me up, enjoy the taste If I be with it, don't be fake I'ma put it right there for you on that plate Come on, call me young, please baby, baby, I, yes I'm a mouthful, now let me see it digest She talks a little bit about what it was like at that time recording. She says it was an exciting place to be. Forget the club. You wanted to be at the Hit Factory. There was a really weird work schedule. I would be hanging out at the beach in the pool with my daughter, working on my suntan. I would head to the studio at like 8 p.m. Tim would get there by 8.39, would work, and then by 1 a.m. I'd be really tired because I was getting up with my daughter on her schedule at 7 a.m. So I'd crash on the couch for an hour. Tim and his friends would go to the club, listen to the music, study what people are dancing to he'd come back at 4 a.m and we might work for another hour or three and then i'd go home i think that's so cool going to the club i'd be like business expense (laughs) but like going to the club and just staring at the crowd and noticing when it moves more during certain parts of songs to then try to incorporate that that's like musical genius level And she says about him, although he has that Midas touch and he's really talented, he also put in the work. And I believe that. And then she also said, interestingly enough, that Timbaland was uh, obsessed with Coldplay at the time. So she told this to Chris Martin when she ran into him at a festival. And she was like, I'm working with Timbaland and he loves you guys. And Chris Martin was like, oh, my God, like I'm obsessed with Dust Your Shoulders Off. That's my favorite song ever. I'd love to work with him. And then they ended up becoming friends. So all three of them were in the studio, Chris Martin, Timbaland and Nelly Furtado. And (laughs) she said that Timbaland was literally calling him Coldplay the entire time, not Chris Martin. He would be like, hey, Coldplay, check this out. Hey, Coldplay, come over here. And she was just dying. She's like, I'm watching these two total geniuses working together. And eventually I'm like, ah, shit, I have to go soon. Why do all good jams come to an end? And then Chris Martin started singing, why do all good things come to an end? And then he co-wrote, and that's how they put together her song, all good things come to an end. I've always wondered, you know, why are some people in Hollywood so close and they drift apart or stay so close? And to her credit, I really admire her honesty. She spoke about that, too. So she said, um, blah, blah, blah. I've come to realize how special Loose is to a lot of people. It's good to be proud of what you do. And I think Tim and I really did create something new. I'm proud we could celebrate our chemistry on such a large level. It's kind of funny. After Loose went down, it was the classic thing where him and I started fighting. 
Tim felt that I wasn't grateful. Then we got into this crazy argument because we had some legal stuff that we didn't agree on. When he got married in 2008, I was away and couldn't come. And all of these little things led to a slow deterioration of our relationship. Now we're great. We're friends again. We saw each other at the VH1 Awards this summer. So, you know, I'm sure maybe there was something more there or something bigger. But just being honest, to me, that feels really authentic because I feel like celebrities either... I don't know, like air out anything and it's like just their side of the story and really pointed or they're just like, what are you talking about? Of course, we're still friends. Like everybody tries to make something into everything. So for her to say, yeah, like we we had a bit of a fight. He thought I wasn't grateful. We got into an argument and uh, there was legal stuff. But you know what? We're, we're good now because, you know, our friendship's bigger than that after these years. Today's episode is brought to you by Article, which is, I absolutely love this sponsor. My entire balcony is outfitted by Article. My closet is as well. If you are looking for new furniture or design pieces for your home, Article is a fantastic place. Article.com slash fluently, by the way, it will get you $50 off your first purchase of 100 or more. I have from Article an incredible, huge, full-length mirror. I also have outdoor furniture that fits on my balcony, which you would be surprised. A lot of these different popular furniture stores don't really make furniture that can fit on like small outdoor balconies. So I would highly recommend go checking out some of their outdoor furniture. And they've got all different types of furniture, mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, boho designs. The prices are right, and they have a lot of great pieces that go together. So if you want your coffee table to match your uh, end table, side table, dresser, all of that. So if you want to get $50 off your first purchase of 100 or more, just go to article.com slash fluently. So now I think we just have to get into the blind items, right? Okay. This singer, and I guess I will call him a singer even though he has been in movies, is very well-known. A-list well-known. A-list name recognition, and the entire world knows him. Justin Timberlake. You would think that with that kind of name recognition and face recognition, that it would be tough for our singer to get away with cheating on his celebrity girlfriend as much as he does, Jessica Biel. But it has all worked out, or at least he think it has. Our singer has been dating this celebrity for a while. They have had at least two or three splits, although not all of them were obvious in public. The reason has always been the same. Cheating. Our singer is a big cheater. The first breakup came when our singer was with this friend, who is also a singer, and that would be he was with a friend of Timbaland's. Not as big of a singer list-wise, but the guys had top songs. Our singer would go over to Timbaland's house, and he would have several women over to his house, and they would enjoy them all day and night, while our singer's girlfriend thought that our singer was recording. One day, though, that all came crashing down when our singer's girlfriend saw a video on the phone of Timbaland. There in the background was Justin Timberlake getting a lap dance from a naked woman. Since then, our singer... Our singer, Justin, has not been allowed to be seen with Timbaland despite their very close relationship. Timbaland has got into his own troubles lately, and the fact that he sometimes sleeps with this other A-list male singer, Chris Brown, allegedly, would probably cause a way bigger scandal than how many women our singer sleeps with a week. He actually does not have sex with that many women a week. He is down to just one other than his girlfriend, of course. So I'm pretty sure that blind item is saying that Justin was going to Poontown every time he was over at Timbaland's place. Jessica Beale found out and she was like, you're not collaborating with him anymore because every time you guys make 
magic in the studio you're also coming inside of women I'm paraphrasing here and then I think at the end it's saying this is like a long twisted blind I kind of paraphrased it for you guys the other part of it is basically saying that Timbaland was sleeping with an A-list male singer they're alleging it was Chris Brown who knows now, Jeffree Star was on some football player's podcast the other day. And you know, Jeffree Star is always like, yeah, I'm hooking up with athletes and rappers and they would kill me if I said their name, like they would actually slit my throat, but blah, blah, blah. Here's some dirty details of what could be happening. He kept saying that rappers are fine with gay shit. I think that was like a direct quote he said. He was like, no, he's like, it's the uh, it's the athletes that are really homophobic, but rappers will like do whatever they just like want to have fun I would have thought it would have been the other way around but who knows all right here's another blind item this pair of music men are being put on blast for sharing a secret smash affair one is a singer the other a music producer and this is where we get to the (laughs) alleged gay rumors of Justin and Timbaland their alleged bromance is said to be the reason why our mystery music producer was facing divorce last year. Though the beat maker and his beard have since reconciled, her first discovery of his switch hitting with this white MJ wannabe is what we're told led her to seek divorce. According to our insider, not only did their reconciliation allegedly involve her collecting hush-hush money, the bearded agreement is said to also include him granting her the green light to keep her Motor City side man. Dig the drop. He paid off his wife because he didn't want his homosexuality exposed in their divorce. He also allows her to have a dude. He's from Detroit, and she secretly flies him out to stay in her Atlanta condominium with her. He's said to be obsessed with our other blind item. Just ask the pop star's beard bride, JB. So this was basically saying that, like, Tim Valand and Justin hooked up. Um, I kind of believe the first blind item about them, like, getting bitches at the studio more than I do this one but let me know what you think all right so then we go you know it just honestly it alternates from like straight blind gay blind straight blind gay blind oh my god that's like hard to say back and forth I'm just gonna say that all of these are like bisexual so here's another one this A-list rapper producer is getting divorced because his wife found out about the three women he got pregnant in the last year and the sex he had with this A++ list celebrity singer that even the celebrity's friends and family don't know about. And they allege that that is with, it says Timbaland and Rihanna, parentheses, and he also hooked up with Miley. I would hope he didn't, but I have heard those rumors about Miley and Will I Am. No, sorry, not Will I Am. Mike Will made it. Anyway, uh, wasn't it Nicki Minaj who was basically like, yeah, I saw her blowing him in the studio. Ooh, anyway, uh, you know what I think too? So Timbaland did work with Rihanna on a couple of songs. Talk about Timbaland, Justin Timberlake always leaving each other's side. They were on the Rihanna song, Rehab. Baby, baby, when we first met, I never felt something so strong. You were like my lover and my best friend. Oh, 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 oh,
we should have gotten a shock value with just Rihanna on it. Like that would have been so incredible. Oh, I would have loved that. Okay, back to another blind item. Which skinny again chart topper has been making multiple bathroom visits with his male friend during late nights at hot spots like Hyde? Apparently, it's not just the girls who like Diet Coke. And that is about to blend. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Okay, this is the blind item I was talking about before that features Aaliyah. It says, back in the day, this singer was A-list. One named singer. No, not named Ashanti. She was young when they found her, very young, below legal age young. She wanted to be a star, so she listened to them. And them was a back-in-the-day female and male A-list rapper. This would be Missy Elliott and Timbaland. And did whatever they wanted. She did the drugs they told her to do. She uh, she had sex with anyone they told her to. And in return, they made her a star. They kept the majority of her money. She was their perfect breadwinner slash plaything. She never complained, and she never argued. If someone was ever going to show you an example of brainwashing, she was the perfect person to put on display. There came a time, though, when a few members of this group started having some financial issues. They took out some loans and toured more, but they couldn't get out of the hole. So they sold their prized possession. One day, she was with one group, and the next day, she was with this mogul entrepreneur record executive, Damon Dash. She said she was in love with him, but a few dollars in a different direction, and she would have been saying that she loved this A-plus-list rapper mogul um, who thought that he had won the bidding for her, Jay-Z. The guy who won grew tired of having to hide all of the other women. The A-lister didn't care, but the public wouldn't understand, so our mogul had to hide and keep things secret. He hated that. Luckily for him, the situation resolved itself. Lots of people say he resolved it himself. And that's people wondering if there was anything suspicious about the death of uh, Aliyah. She died when I think she was 21 or 22, and it was in a plane crash, one of those like private planes that had too many people on it. But the fascinating thing is that that plane crash, it took off from the runway, and then it like crashed only 200 meters after it took off. And then when it crashed, it you know caught on fire, and everyone in the plane died. And I know that the pilot, they also found alcohol and cocaine in his system. So it's like, it's reminding me of uh, Princess Diana. Today's episode is brought to you by Honey Love. If you are looking for a new bra and you want it to be a comfortable one, Honey Love has revolutionized the bra game. So unlike traditional bras that use uncomfortable underwire and bulky fabrics that trap heat, I know that I personally do in fact experience boob sweat, you can upgrade from these traditional bras and check out Honey Love. Their bras have supportive bonding without the need for underwire, but it still gives you that nice lift. They're also made with fabric. It's super soft. It feels like a second skin. If you want to check out Honey Love, on sale as well, you can get 20% off of your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash fluently. They also have more than just bras. If you are looking for shapewear, tanks, leggings, you want something for everyday support, there's a lot of different shapewear and support wear on there that you can check out. I personally have the crossover bra, and I think that it's fantastic. So honeylove.com slash fluently. Okay. Another blind, this A-list singer-producer all of you know is more famous for his producing and writing than his singing, although his success has there has been huge too. Anyway, he's been cheating on his wife with the French model he met during a photo shoot. <laughs> I'm just tickled by that one because they're like, this guy is talented and he's good at producing. He's also good at singing too. And I think he's done a lot of good throughout the world. Anyway, he, uh, he hooked up with a model. <laughs> 
cheated on his wife. All right, now this is a little, I don't know if I believe this one. This is a Mr. X blind item. They're on much, much better terms now, but once upon a time, the parents of this A-plus list singer and that talk show hostess weren't so chummy, and that's Beyonce's parents with Wendy Williams. The host and her previous hosting medium had had insinuated on air that the singer had an abortion while she was still underage, and that she had flings with the pervy R&B singer and that one named producer, singer, rapper. So that would be R. Kelly and Timbaland. The parents eventually found out about this and directly called the host, Wendy Williams, threatening to sue and have her blackballed. No such lawsuit has ever been filed, but as a consequence, the singer never appeared on her old show. However, there's been whispers that the singer and her husband are open to appearing on the host's TV show, you know, since she is on their payroll now. So that's a little bit of interesting drama. Wendy Williams, one one of these days we're definitely going to have to do an episode on Wendy Williams and where she is now and everything going on with that. So, I mean, there we have it. There's just absolute magic going on with Timbaland. Him and Justin Timberlake were seen on an Instagram video back in the studio together in 2021. I just, I want another album of his to come out. Like, I just think nobody really does it like him. Like I said, he was the soundtrack for Step Up. Oh, also, how did I not mention this? The soundtrack for Gossip Girl. You remember this one. on the lips party in the pilot episode of gossip girl let me know if this jogs rings a bell and there's also a, a million more four minutes with madonna uh ao technology apologize with one republic come around with mia bounce like your ass has the hiccups <laughs> like you was riding in my pickup elevator with flow rider Wait a minute with the Pussycat Dolls. Honestly, there is a Spotify playlist called This Is Timbaland. Just go through and like enjoy it. It's just so fantastic. So let me know what your thoughts are on him and all of these blind items and his relationships with different artists. I really hope that I didn't mess up his name. I feel like I kept alternating between Timbaland, Timbaland, Timberland, Timberland. I just, you know, me, it's... If I could give him one note, it would be re-record with Miley Cyrus and also tell me how to pronounce your name. (laughs) Do more interviews and say your name out loud so that way I know what to do. So thank you for coming along on this musical 
musical little mystery tour Patreon episode. And I will see you on Monday for a new episode of Fluently Forward. Bye, guys.